Fans of the Dynasty Invest podcast, if you feel like there was one particular episode in the back catalogue in the anthology of Dynasty Invest podcast episodes that really, really, really was massively valuable to you, feel free to share that with a fellow dental colleague who's in a similar position so their understanding of finance can be elevated and they can hit the next level of financial success in their life. Also, as well as that, if you could take two seconds to rate and review this podcast, it would mean the world to me. What that would mean is that it drives this podcast further in terms of reach so that more dentists across the world can be able to benefit from the knowledge contained therein. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Dentists Who Invest podcast. Hi guys, just creating a short intro to start this episode off as we have no introduction. This is the second half of Zaid and I's conversation, which follows on from the previous episode that has just been released. So without further ado, we're just going to jump straight in and pick up where we left off. Uh, yeah, so then my next one really was going to, um, uh, you know, so, so when I kind of got into all this, I started to, I did a bit of investing and in, research different funds and stuff. And then I've got into more actual doing some some trading. So I do a bit of swing trading in, in the stock market and when you're reading a lot of these um, books and stuff about these things, um, a lot of the times the same kind of things get repeated over and over again. And uh, a couple of things I kind of wanted to show, which I think is, is quite interesting, because to me, the stock market, before I learned about this, it was just something I'd always lose money on. I mentioned earlier that someone put a tip on, and, and it's like that thing that they say, you know, if your cab driver tells you something, it's time to um, time to sell. Yeah. Exactly. And I was one of the person listening to that cab driver initially and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to make millions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I think um, for me, what I did, I kind of just developed my own trading strategy. Of um, But the interesting thing about, about the trading strategy, it, it almost doesn't matter what kind of trading strategy you have. It's managing your risks. And I think that is something that really sort of, because um, I kind of looked at a couple of things once. One of the things I looked at was, um, you know, uh, they call double bottoms and double tops. And you look at support and resistant lines and stuff like that. But there are people who are trading on, on that top support line, looking for breakouts. Because then, hang on, if someone's making money from looking at breakouts, which which goes p- past that sort of resistance line, how does then someone also make money from when it gets that resistance line, banking is going to go back down? And um, uh, and I think one of the books that I read, which uh, which mentioned that, was How I Lost a Million Dollars. I don't know if you've read that. It's definitely worth the read. I haven't, actually. I haven't. Yeah. Um, so he kind of tells the story of how he lost the money. And he then went on and interviewed all these top traders to try and find out how they trade and every single one of them contradicted what the other person was saying you know one people say well i never buy low because you know who bottom fishes and i was like no i always buy low and the stock goes up and and then i think the real important thing when it comes down to that and it's what's really important is, is your risk management is how how you set up the trades because essentially again from a psychological point of view the the, the stock market is the best odds you're ever going to get it's 50 50 it's either going to go up or it's going to go down but it's slightly better than 50-50 because you've done a little bit of research. So you think it's going to do this. But what makes it even better, when you get it right, you can potentially, um, say, for example, you've got a trade and you think, well, I'm going to make, if this goes my way, I'm going to make two, 300 pounds. But you set a tight stop loss on it. So if you get it wrong, you've only lost 50 quid. So if you lose 50 quid half the time, but make 200, 300 pounds the other half the time, you're going to keep making money. So it almost doesn't matter what trading strategy you use. What is really important, though, I think you and Jazz mentioned it really well, is that you forget what other people say. You've got to have conviction in your own trading strategy. Um, because 
if someone else says buy this as you were saying if you buy this and, and it doesn't work if i tell you oh yeah use this trading strategy because that's why i do it and when it doesn't work for a few trades you think oh i'm not doing this anymore it's rubbish you don't have that own conviction um in it so i think that's uh uh that was definitely really that kind of opened my eyes to it thinking actually yeah they're right all these books all these different books that i read they all had different trading strategies different um techniques of what to do yet these guys are still making money and still doing it that way and it all really came down to, to managing and uh, managing risk and and we've all done it in the past. You know, we've put good money after bad. When something goes down, you well, you'll just buy more because it's worth it's worth less. So you constantly think, oh, it's going to go back up. It's going to go back up. But you know, if, it's, if something goes down by fifty percent, it has to go up by a hundred percent just to break even again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when you can't start looking at this, you're thinking, yeah, actually, you kind of get that. So you've almost just got to when you lose, you lose. Get out. Move on. Move on to another trade. Keep your money going. Um, Can I just chuck and, something on top of that? Uh, one of the yeah. one of the best things I've learned, or one of the mistakes I've seen most frequently, people go into trading and they think if I learn absolutely everything about this one company, and I learn about how great it is, how it moves, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, then I can invest and I can be totally infallible, and my money will always increase because I know everything I can. It's not possible yeah. to do that. That's the same as saying I have a crystal ball. And I can predict exactly what's going to happen tomorrow. Businesses are set yeah. in the real world. There are these unforeseen consequences. How many businesses look really good and then coronavirus happened? I, I don't know. Off the, yeah. Certainly the airlines did. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. It, coming back to what you were saying about position sizing, if you go into each trade and you have an idea of how much you're going to put in beforehand, there's a, there's a rule called the rule of 2%. So if you risk yeah. 2% on each trade, that is, you're, you can invest as much as you like, but you can't risk 2% of your total, yeah. your, total, yeah. your total equity. And apparently if you do yeah. that, you can be wrong 50 times and you'll still have, I can't remember off the top of my head, but you'll still have like 50% of your money. You know what I mean? Yeah. 50% of your initial capital. And you're going to have to be really bad before you're wrong 50 times. Do you know what I mean? exactly yeah completely is, agree with you and the point is you're going into it and you're already acknowledging that this might look like a sure thing this horse looks like it's going to win the race but you don't know for yeah. sure and you're always hedging your bets either way and that's that's one of the most common mistakes i see in crypto just in general trading everything like that it's all about measuring your risk because as soon as you let go of the fact that you don't have to be right all the time you become so much better. Your ego, it takes your ego out of the game as well. Uh, completely. And, and you know, uh, with the stock market side of things, it's not about getting rich quick. The when, you, when you're going to lose the money, is you're expecting to go in and, and double, triple, quadruple your money. The examples that I showed you earlier about compounding, you only need to make 10% a year yeah. to get those gains. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and this is what those big hedge funds are doing. And these guys can't go in and out of trades like we can you know, we can close one trade within a click of a button and um, it'll take them six months to get out of some trades. Um, so imagine what we can, you know, most swing traders aim to get really about 20% um, a year. So if you're, if you're major, you know, and again, 20% a year, it's not 20% a month. It's not 20% every few days. It's that average out over, over a year. So it's minor, small gains, managing your losses. You know, you can easily make, um, make more than that, but it's not going for that risky stock and trying to, you know, um, get a 10 bagger, but potentially lose everything. It's kind of the slow and steady managing your, your risk. And I think the classic example is James, if me and you were going to play a game, right. Um, heads or tails. Um, if you're, if you're right, um, you, you get three times your money back. 
if you're wrong, um, you lose that money. Okay. If you have 500 quid, then it's 10 pounds a go. Are you going to put 500 pounds in straight away? You're not. Why not? Because it's, you want to keep playing the game. So you're going to want to manage your money. You only put 10 pounds at a time because actually if I, if I win, I get two times that. And that's what you've got to think about it. And that's all it comes down to mindset is it's actually quite a good game to play. You want to keep in the game. You can only keep in the game if you've got the money. And the key thing is, is, is managing your losses. I think you've read um, some of the same books I have, because this is. I think they will repeat themselves. I think this is the problem, James. They're all. This is sounding a lot like uh, Van Fox, <laughs> Trade Your Way to Financial Freedom, yeah. which is fine. Because have you read that book? Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he uses that exact story. He had they had a computer program, and the computer every time they won, it was fifty fifty. Every time they won, they got three times back, and um, every yeah. time they lost, they lost uh, you know a certain percentage. And the computer yeah. program beat most people over time. Only yeah. because it was programmed to only bet so much of its total equity each and every time. And human beings just couldn't do this. They had, they had maybe like 10% of people that had more money at the end. Um, and it, yeah. just, it just displays how much of it, how much of trading we're at the whims of our own psychology and how much oh, it totally yeah. undermines us. And strangely, it shows just you know, how, people can't, how many people can't do this because of these concepts or what's going on inside their head it's it, it's a bit it's uh, interesting it really is it's interesting it is, and the thing is you know, if you can't do it then that's completely no one's expecting you to do it there, there's those funds that you can you know let them do the job for you and, and a lot of funds make you know get, get you good returns o- over the years but it's much better than just leaving the cash in the bank yeah totally it's not for everyone absolutely uh i think just the really interesting part is that it's been demonstrated to just he van Thorpe argues in his book that it's 100% psychology is trading. It's 100% yeah. having a system and being able to objectively take a loss without getting flustered or conversely, being able to have a big win and not thinking you're God's gift and going all in the next time. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and I think, you know, if you, if you go down that route and having tight stop losses in place when you go into a trade and accept that if, you, if you're out of that, you're out of that. And that's something that we can do as dentists. We're busy treating clinics. And if you, I do my trades in the evening i have them set up going for the next day and i have my tight stop loss and i kind of chat i don't um, leave them without a stop loss in place because if the coronavirus happened again the next day then at least i've, I've been stopped out of everything but i've got money to go back in and buy again yeah as opposed to having money in the stocks thinking oh it's gone down 80 percent, but it's going to go back up but then i can't invest in anything else going back up this, um this so is, i think that is that's a really good sorry i thought you were finished there what are you said yeah 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 all I was going to say is, as well, in crypto, a lot of the charts that I trade, I've got uh, a group. I'm in some Telegram groups with my friends and things, and we talk about crypto and trading. And the charts I put yeah. on there, and I say, guys, look at who would trade this chart. And they're all like, yeah, James, I wouldn't trade it unless I'm shorting it. But I'm like, no, can't you see that it's already as low as it can ever possibly go if we look at history? Yeah. So I can, bu- yeah. I can buy here. I can sell this far away and I know that I'm wrong exactly. because it's never went yeah. that low down. And do you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, if, I'm, exactly. if I'm wrong, I've lost maybe like 0.2 of my equity. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I can yeah. be wrong literally 1,000 times and right once and I'll, I'll still make money. Now, I'd like to think I'm right exactly. a little bit more than that. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly, but yeah. Worst yeah. case scenario, this is why those are my favorite trades. And... Uh, when when I when I drop the uh, there's it'll there'll come a time very soon when I'm bringing this crypto course that I've been speaking about on the group live and a little bit of it will all that stuff will kind of be in there as well. There's going to be a trading day on that. And the day I I read 
I think I read a lot of books before I got to the point that I kind of got my head around how to do this. And it's not about catching the... You can do it this way too. It's not about catching the runners that are already running. You can trade those if you want, but they're never as lucrative as the things that look like they've bottomed out and no one's interested in them because those are the cryptos that do 10 times, 20 times silly things, you know what I mean? And like I say, you only need to be right once and you're profitable. Uh, and that's it. And that's, and that's the trading There's difference. You know, when I'm trading swing trading in stocks, I'm looking for, it's kind of a two to two or three to one risk ratio. And then I wouldn't risk most more than 2%, but you've got that option. You've, you're going to go for more of a a hundred to one or a, you know, a 50 to one risk ratio, but your risk is much lower. And then, and then you've got that. So you need one to get it right yeah. every, every, you know, every 30, 40 and you've, and you've made your money and there's different ways of doing it, but it's having your own strategy in place and having conviction in your own strategy. I think it's key. And it, yeah, and it's not about, as we said earlier, it's not about your trading strategy. Because you said half your friends wouldn't do that. And you'd go yeah. and do it. And then you and then you would. But you're still making money. You're both making money. So um, some people get hung up on this, you know, this this next best thing of trading and how to do it. And actually, it's not that. It's just managing your losses. I think it's much more important than anything else. Do you know, I'll tell you something else just to draw. Maybe I think you were probably going to move on to something else there. Or I thought you were anyway. Um, no, I think we're good. No, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. All I was going to say is just one more thing to draw a line under the trading thing. Mm. In the market, 80% of people who go into trading don't have a system. Okay? Yeah. The top 50%, 50% of people lose, 50% of people win. Okay, maybe it's slightly more skewed than that. Maybe there are some big winners yeah. and some big losers. I don't know. But let's say for simplicity, it's 50-50. If you're a person that has a system, you're already in the top 20%. Do you know what I mean? You already yeah. have the yeah. edge over so many people. And that's just yeah. because you went into it with a plan. And a plan can be as simple as, I'm going to use this much of my money. I'm going to buy at this price. I'm going to sell at this price. And I'm, going to, I'm also going to sell at this price if it goes against me. That's the four components yeah. of having a trade, and you're already yeah, in the exactly. top twenty percent. How insane is that? Yeah, and you can set up. You know, you can you can set up the night before before the markets open. I mean, I trade the American markets that open at half two. I'm treating patients at half two. I can't do that. But in the evening, I'm going to set it up. It's set when it opens. What 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 I wanted to buy at. It'll set what will sell at, and it'll set. And then sometimes I'll finish the clinic, I check, and go. Okay, I've been stopped out. Oh, I'm up. You know, two hundred without even doing anything. It's kind of just all set up for the week and ready to go. And uh, and that's the kind of thing that I as de- most dentists can do and it's a straightforward approach but it's just having that system in place um to, to allow you to do that and and the psychology of it i think is much more important than anything else it's, um, it's fascinating the psychology is fascinating really great book yeah everybody i've mentioned it a few times on the uh really great book i've mentioned a few times on the group it's uh trading in the zone by mark douglas sorry i'm just looking at it over here i'm just trying to get the title right but he basically breaks down fear into its four different types and when he, I'll, I'll not spoil the book too much for everybody, but when he explains it the way he does, you can see yourself in his words so many times. And you yeah. can just, you're so much more able just to step back and look at previous things that you've done objectively and recognize these things. Amazing book. Yeah. Learn so much. No, I've not read that one actually. I'll look into that. Um, but yeah, they all follow the same, the same concepts. And I think the other thing is if, you, if you're new to trading and doing it all, um, I think the other important thing is it's kind of, ignore the noise ignore the people on social media that said i've gained i've made this amount ignore you know the get rich quick schemes um and even uh, you know i don't want to say anything about about your group james but even some of you on there so i've made this much on that you know let them do that don't don't let that affect your your strategy and your um and that's i think that's really important because um 
I've done it a couple of times. You've got someone's mentioned this, and by the time you buy it, you've already bought it on a high, and then then it kind of corrects and then goes down. You think, oh, I wish I kind of um, not did that, not done that. So uh, I think I think that's really important as well. And so much of it is like some mindset and psychology. Totally. No, I love people posting their wins on their group. It's absolutely great. But I just yeah. wouldn't want people, other people to be led astray by them because quite often, I mean, when people were posting about Dogecoin, however, however long yeah. ago, I posted that video about two months before and I kind of made the point that the, this price it physically cannot go any lower. It has never went yeah. lower than this price in its whole lifetime. Yeah. And we know the whole narrative that yeah, it's a joke coin. People just pump it for lots of money. So if you're buying something yeah. that people are probably going to pump and you're getting it for lower than yeah. it's ever been in the whole history, those are the absolute prime trades that you want to be in. And by the time it maybe gets on social media, it's already hit that, yeah, that yeah. euphoria point where maybe yeah. you can still make some money, but the risk return is way off, you know? No, exactly. Maybe you yeah. can buy. Maybe it'll 2x. But because it's going to hit the zenith of its price and it almost, you know, just the sheer strength of gravity is going to bring it down so intensely yeah. afterwards, it's a risky game to play. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So just yeah. one, one yeah. to be wary of. One to be wary of. Definitely. Perfect. Yeah. I think oh. that's covered everything I wanted to talk about, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you might have something more to chuck in about trading there. No, I think... Um, this, this was good. It kind of, uh, it maybe went on a little bit of a meandering path. It's a bit of a tangent, yeah. yeah. But it's good though. No, all, all that was solid, uh, you know, really good stuff. And I can speak so much more on uh, trading than I can on NHS pensions because I just know so much more about trading, to be honest with you. And maybe that's why we sort of went off piece there a little bit. But I hope everybody listening <laughs> find a lot of value for that. You wanted, we said as well, there was a few things that we, we've talked about psychology already and mindset is so important. Yeah. And I know that you said yeah. to me that you'd like to elaborate on a few things about investing and trading mindset, which I think might be of use to the group. Real quick, guys, I've put together a special report for dentists entitled The Seven Costly and Potentially Disastrous Mistakes that Dentists Make Whenever It Comes to Their Finances. Most of the time, dentists are going through these issues and they don't even necessarily realize that they're happening until they have their eyes opened. And that is the purpose of this report. You can go ahead and receive your free report by heading on over to www.dentistuinvest.com forward slash podcast report, or alternatively, you can download it using the link in the description. This report details these seven most common issues. However, most importantly, it also shows you how to fix them. I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Yeah, yes, definitely. So we've, we've touched upon them, uh, some of them already. So one of them is like, obviously what I was saying earlier, ignore the noise, you know, don't, um, don't listen to those people that, um, that are on there, kind of be convinced in your own investment views. Um, and you, like so you and Jazz mentioned it perfectly on your, on your podcast, it's important to me saying to you, right, James, you definitely buy gold. Because as soon as gold dips down a touch, uh, that's it. Oh, it's gone down. This isn't working. I'm going to sell. Um, so uh, it's really important to be invest, you know, have your own, invested in your own investments, essentially. Um, saying earlier, save 10% of your earnings. It's easy to think, spend 90% of my earnings. Um, I think it's a much easier way of uh, doing, again, this, that your mindset regarding that. Um, and... Um, uh, you know, what I was saying earlier, trading psychology and managing losses is much more important than your actual trading strategy. You know, you look at all these different trading strategies that people made money on, they're all um, opposites of each other. So 
how does one make one money the other way and and, and, and not vice versa? So um, it really is having a stop losses in play, finding a system that works for you. If you want to do a bit of trading, trade in a demo account, you know, um, try your system. Um, or you can even go back. What I like to do is kind of look back at previous charts and think, okay, what would I have done at this point? Okay, I would have bought, oh yeah, it went up, or no, I would have lost. And kind of just... Um, uh, just to get a bit of confidence, really, um, regarding that. Um, and the other thing I was saying earlier, again, we touched upon it, is winning in the market, it's better than 50-50 odds. You know, the best odds you're going to get when you go to the casino is 50-50. You go to the roulette table and you go, you know, uh, black or red. But with the market, you've done a bit of research. You, so you've got a slight edge already on what, what you think is going to happen. Um, so it is slightly better than 50-50, but it doesn't matter. You go to the casino, casino you're either going to double your money or lose your money. There is no in-between. And that is where the stop losses in the stock market, you have that edge as, as well regarding that. Um, and the other thing is, I think if you're wrong, get out. You know, you you might have the best company in the world that you were saying earlier, but it could just be the wrong time to put it in. So, um, you know, you don't stay in a losing trade. I'll never average down a losing trade. So by averaging down means if you bought it at $10 and it drops to $5, you think, well, I'll buy more of it now because actually your average is $7.50. And, so, you know, unless you're absolutely confident that's going to go back up, I just would, you know, if you want, if you goes down to ten dollars, to be honest with you, for me, it will never go down to five dollars. My stop loss would have been nine and a half dollars, so I would have only lost fifty cents. While some people would have lost the money and just waited for it to go back up, and they may never end up going back up, and that money is tied in that trade, and you know, that money could be so much better invested elsewhere. So, if you and for a trade, I was saying earlier, for a trade to, if it loses, if it goes down by fifty percent, it has to double. Just for it to get back to break even. Um, so, you know, how many trades have we done that we've, we've doubled? Not really, especially not ones that have lost um, lost money on. A really interesting um, thing. Just, just I'll just throw in there as well. There yeah. Only be three results from any every trade that you ever take. You, there's one of the results is a big win. The other one is a little win. The other one is a small loss. Big loss. Yeah. Big loss is not a possibility because you've got no. a stop loss. Okay, but because you've went into the trade and you have an idea of when you're going to get out before you go in, rather than yeah. maybe just leaving it to the whims of your emotion. Because at that point, when you're making a decision on that basis, you're that much more irrational. So it just it just adds to what you're saying. And another thing, I know that you'd always want to say that it's all wonderful information. I just wanted to tack something on to when you were talking about it being an odds game earlier. Not to throw quotes at you once more, but from that, uh, I feel like I've quoted a lot from that book tonight, but I actually read it a while ago, but it just seems to be uh, a lot of it resonates with what we're saying. The guy makes the point that when you're buying and selling and you're trading, you want to go into the trade being the house, not being the punter. All right. So you go to the casino, the house is the casino, the odds are in its favor. Yeah. The house knows that if you play 50 games of blackjack, and you bet the same each time, the house is going to win 30 times, it's going to make money. You know what I mean? So if you go, but the the point is about blackjack is there's rules. So if you have rules, and you know the odds are in your favor, all you have to do is execute the rules every time, and you're going to be profitable. Yeah, And that's why it's important to backtest your system, whatever that might be. Keep a trading diary. That was one of the best things that I ever started doing. Keep a trading diary. Yeah. Write down. Yeah, when you keep the, when you've made the trade, how much you put in, um, calculate that it's not any more than two percent of your total equity. Of course, 
make that your stop yep. loss. If it's less, it can it can be less. Plenty of times it can yeah, be less. Yeah. I've had ones yeah. where they're maybe even point one, you know, because I know that it's so yeah. it's so tight, and I know I know very well that um, it's invalidated if it goes below that price. Um, yeah, exactly. If you have that, and then also for the love of God, please take some profits. Please take some money when the market gives it to Definitely. you, because that yeah. is how so many people go wrong. They just they ride they ride something to infinity. Let's say you're trading crypto. Let's say you've made a 10x on a coin. What is more likely that you're gonna if you take that money out and you put it into another coin? It's more likely that that other coin will do another 10x. You can have you can 10x 10 times and then 10 times again. Yeah, and all of a sudden you have a lot of money. It's far more likely that that's going to happen rather than that other coin is going to continue and do another 10x uh, yeah. at that point. So again, you're just playing yeah. the odds. But to take profit, that is the hardest thing. Honestly, psychologically, that is so tough because greed kicks in. And this is why it's so helpful to have these preset levels at which you're going to take out some money. And it doesn't even have to be a complex system. It just has to be a system and you're already you've already got the edge. If I could tell, I I bet I don't even use indicators. I don't use anything fancy like that. You can do that yeah. if you want. That's a style of trading if you wish. It's as simple as I'm going to buy this really low. My my risk is practically negligible, and the the upside is massive. And also, I think where the skill comes into it is just knowing a little bit about the coins and what they do, and maybe if they fit in well with the overarching narrative. And also, if you know what Bitcoin's doing you'll know so much more about what to expect next. If you know how Bitcoin reacts at each part of its market cycle, whether it's going to go up, whether it's going to go down, then you'll have so much more of an idea of what to expect. And it gives you the resolve to see through your trades more steadfastly. So all interesting stuff. All things I learned with yeah. time. All things I learned with time. Sorry, no, I jumped in there again. No, no. You know, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Um, and for me, for, for, for trading, for, for taking profits for me, I just, um, I know some people aren't a big fan of it, but I think it, it helps with my psychology. I raise my stop loss. So if I bought something at, six, uh, at say, $70, it, my stop loss is at 68. I'm thinking it's going to go to sort of 80. So I've got, you know, a, 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 five, a, a sort of a three, to, three to one risk ratio. I think, okay, well, it's at 75 now. Okay, I'm making money, but it still can go up a bit more. I bring my stop loss up to 72, 73. When it starts to go much higher, when it gets, starts to get to sort of 85, my stop loss then becomes 82. So then if I, if I get stopped out, I'm in the money. And if I'm not, and if, and if not, it still keeps going up and it just keeps raising it and raising it and raising it. Um, uh, and then when you think, okay, it's not going to go any more than that, that's your time to take to take your profit. Or at least, if you, just, if you have an inkling, take half of it. Sell half your position. Yeah. Sell half, leave the half in there, set your stop loss up, and then just leave it in and then, and then go and concentrate on something else. Um, so I think, again, in one of the books, I'm sure it's, I read it somewhere, that amateurs take profits too early, but they let their losses ride a lot more. So we always leave our losses in that we hope to come back. But with our profits, as soon as we make a bit of money, sometimes we make it too quickly. We leave it in there to the point where it kind of just ends up becoming a loser because you haven't taken it out enough. So um, I think, again, it, it just comes down to mindset. And if you have that plan at the start, you are not emotionally involved in that trade. So you you got to be very mechanical about it. Um, it's very easy to think, well, I've I've made I've made ten ten dollars a trade here. I'm just gonna, uh, and the market's always going to be there for you. 
you know, you, if you've missed on one, you've not lost any money if you don't put any money in. Don't think I've got to go into this. There'll be another opportunity that comes up. It'll all, there's always something that, that comes up. So um, and I think that's why it's, it's, it's quite an exciting thing to, to be in, really, for me anyway. 100%. Um, the taking profit things helps you sleep as well. Because yeah. you're, you're, never, yeah. you're never going to bed at night thinking, God, will I wake up tomorrow? Will that be done? You'll know that you have some yeah. money in the bank. And okay, what we tend to do, what we tend to do as people, we tend to think in these very binary terms. And we want to buy the bottom and sell the top. The trouble is, it's really obvious where the top is. So for you yeah. to make that call, is people can't do that. It's practically impossible. So if you take out money on the way up and move your stop loss up, just as you said, you've always guaranteed yourself some profit. And if you leave a little, when you, get, when you think it's the top, if you leave about 10, 20% in and you catch a real runner, yeah. it happens. You yeah. can make even more money. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? You've got, a, you've got a foot in the door either way. And remember, again, one of the best things that I ever learned, the point is not to be perfect. The point is to make money. And being yeah. the pursuit of perfection is completely uh, you know, counterproductive to actually making money in trading sometimes. And as soon as you let go of that thesis or that willingness or you know, the want to be completely perfect, you just become so much more at ease with yourself psychologically and profitable, I yeah. think, personally. Exactly. And I think with the, um, you know, if you look at sort of professional investors that work for big institutions, if they're that good at investing, why they're not doing it on their own? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's because they've got their manager telling them those rules. The ones that go off and do it on their own, break those rules of stop losses, break the rules of stuff like that because they're a bit more gun ho that I'm a trader, I can do all this. But a lot of them end up losing money because they don't have that manager on, on the case saying, actually, uh, you can't do that trade because you break this rule. And, you know, any rule violations, they, they get, you know, they get warnings about it. So it's those rules that are almost as, more important than the actual um, trades themselves. So uh, and that's really important. And the only thing I was really going to finish off with was saying for the people that just want to kind of do the long term investments, um, especially if you're, new, if you're quite new to it, if you put in £500 a month into a fund, for example, um, it's very easy to look at it every now and again and go, oh, it's gone down this month or it's gone down again this month. Am I doing the right thing? Over time, it, you know, and that's why if, you, if you're leaving for 20, 30 years, it, those, those dips and troughs are going to even themselves out and have a, a steady raise. And by putting sort of £500 in each time, just as an example, on a month that it's down, that £500 is actually buying you more of it. So... Don't think oh, it's gone down while I'm putting money into it and then, and then change tax off it. You, you know, those long-term investments, you, it's set and forget. Put your diary debit in, let it automatically do it, and just forget about it. Get on with your life. And that's for the people that don't want to trade, don't know anything else about it. And just don't, don't look, if, you know, if it goes down a bit, it doesn't matter. You're not taking it out now. You're taking it out in 20 years' time where that loss will be a minor blip in, in how much it is altogether. So um, I think when people start out, they kind of see the fund and start, oh, see the red figures that come up and they get they panic and they think, this is my this is my save my pension how am i going to cope don't worry about it they, they really all um pretty much over time more than even themselves out and get those gains this is it this is it so certain assets are inherently biased to go up over the over a long enough period of time the s p 500 up 10 percent every year on average obviously it hasn't increased every yeah. single year but on average it's increased every year exactly. by 10%, yeah. since 1957 that a lot of that is down to money printing in my view and uh, banks pumping asset values to make people more credit worthy that's my theory ultimately no one really knows but if we look at old data 
then this seems to have hold, held true for a long enough period of time. So yeah, again, uh, investing, absolutely great long-term. Just make sure that it is an asset that's got a lot of history and it is an asset that you believe is gonna go up in value with time. So the S&P 500 is one. Gold might be another, another long-term hold. Uh, yeah. If you're into capital preservation, maybe you want some bonds in your portfolio as well. Well, everyone should have some bonds, but depending on yeah. your goals and your priorities, Maybe you might want to have more bonds than the next person if you're you've already made your millions. Uh, I don't know, et cetera, et cetera. So just exactly. just yeah. things to think about. I think every single thing you buy, just have an idea of whether you want it to be something that you trade short term, in which case have a plan, or if it's a long term set and forget. Just as what you were saying, Zed, that's fine too. Uh, be prepared to ride out the noise in between and be conscious that it eventually will go up in value. Exactly, yeah. Zed, you know what would be really nice? You've obviously been a student of all of this and you've read a lot of books on it. And everybody's tired of hearing the same old books that I recommend. If you could pick one book yeah. that influenced you the most on your philosophy on money, trading, whatever, what would you pick? If you had to narrow it down to one, am I, am I, am I reading between the lines? And I think that you've read a few, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I've read a few. I yeah. think um, the one that really sort of um, hit home, which really kind of got me into it, is um, How to Own the World. Oh, me too. Um, <laughs> yeah. I always recommend I, that I, one. Okay, I'll tell you what. Everyone's oh, heard okay. that one. The second most. The second most. <laughs> uh, second one is, is um, uh, How I Lost a Million Dollars. Cool. I think that's the exact title. There's something along those lines. Um, it, was a, it was a commodities trader back in the 70s. It's actually, it's quite a funny story. And he kind of, you, you find out about more about his life on the way up everything he did kind of turns to gold and then he lost in, I think he traded in soya bean or something and um, it just dropped. He lost, it was losing twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a day, just was not selling, was not selling. In the end, manager came and liquidated him and I think he lost $1.6 million. But it's what he learned yeah. about that. Yeah. And I think, I think that, is, um, uh, that, that is really key. And actually, he even said himself, if I stayed in that for another few months, it would have gone back up and he would have doubled his money. Oh. But he's actually glad, he was actually glad he was stopped out because he just made a $6 million mistake three years later. He learned his lesson. He learned how to manage his, his stop losses. Um, and that he was the one who went around and interviewed the different traders and, and had those different views and realized actually the, um, the stops moment. So definitely um, uh, How I Lost a Million Dollars, I think it is um, a really good book to read. That's awesome. I'm just looking over at my bookshelf now and just trying to think of if there's any that I haven't ever, I haven't recommended just yet. How to Own the World is a great one. And do you yeah. know what? I've mentioned it so many times tonight. I'm going to go with Trading in the Zone by Mark Douglas because it's an um, easy read. It's only over just over 200 pages. I don't think that many people have right. heard of it. And yeah, it's just a re it just hones in on psychology and why that's so important. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think the other one that I got a lot of my trading sort of ideas from is um, how to invest um, like a champion in the stock market. I think is Mike Min Miniverna. Oh, um, he's kind of he's kind of his price breakout. Um, actually, I've got it here to support my laptop. Um, Trade like a stock market wizard. That's it. Um, Mark Miniverna. Awesome. Um, he talks about sort of breakout stocks and how to look for them and and those super performance stocks. So I kind of kind of use that strategy um in my trading which i think um yeah helps me um you know I, I spend an hour two hours a week screening stocks that i'm going to look at for that week put my trades in put my stop losses in um and 
and actually one thing I kind of learned from doing that is I, I kind of look, look at those stocks I've got. I might put maybe 20 in my watch list. And over the week, just look at your watch list and see actually how many are green and how many are red. And it doesn't matter how far red they are because you've got a stop loss in. So it doesn't matter if, yeah. you know, three of them are minus 10% and seven of them are, are, are plus 5%. Because actually those minus 10% will only really be minus half a percent or minus 1% in your portfolio. So it kind of gives you an idea of the ones that you're watching, which what would have happened sort of thing um, regarding that. So I think that's a, another good book that I enjoyed. And more for the actual trading as opposed to uh, trading ideas and stuff as opposed to um, actual sort of psychology. So interestingly, in crypto, I rarely use hard stop losses. I rarely use stop losses that if it hits a certain price, I sell. I more often use a soft one. So what I mean by a soft one is I only sell yeah. if the price closes below a certain price. Because as we know, crypto is so crazy volatile. The wicks on the daily, yeah. the wicks on the daily candles, yeah, 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 just yeah. go right through that thing and trigger it. Okay, so what is a more definitive trading signal is if the price closes on the daily below a certain level, then at that point I'll sell. The only disadvantage to that is that you do get slippage. So you'll yeah. sell, you'll sell, want to sell at this price. And then by the close of the day, it's actually down here. So, okay, you do lose a little bit. But the number of times it's saved my bacon versus the number of times that I've paid a little bit more, I think the trade-off is worth it. Again, there's, it's one of those things, there's very rarely any hard and fast rules. It's just what works for me. No, exactly. I mean, even in the stock market with stops that they're not, they're not perfect, you know, if something gaps down overnight and it's it yeah. pre-market crashes, there's nothing you can do about that. But, I mean, that is that is a rarity as opposed to anything else. So, um, you know, there are inherent risks in everything you do, but, you know, that's not going to happen on a, that'll happen on once a year sort of thing, as opposed to, um, you know, it'll be very unlucky for that to happen to you sort of thing. That's what your, your brain will try to focus on the one time that it. Exactly. Yeah. On. That's all the thing out. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. That is another psychological yeah. pitfall. And I've been there. I still think about times that that happened to me about three months ago. And I'm like, James, <laughs> let it go. There is one called yeah. a crypto called uni. Um, and I got stopped out of it when it was $3 50. And now it's, I think yeah. it's $35. And every time I see it, I just think, for God's yeah. sake, that stopped me out, you know? And I, I look back at it, I thought to myself, do you know, realistically, would I have done that any differently? Not knowing that at the time. And I honestly, yeah. I honestly can't pick a hole in it. I, I didn't even, the stop loss wasn't too tight. It obeyed all my rules. It was a close below the price. I just had to let it go, you know, and even though I know yeah. that that's a stupid way to think and I need to let it go, I still find myself thinking like that. But it's yeah, but you didn't lose money I, on well, it. That's well, the key well, thing. That's the thing. I actually did make money because I sold a little oh, okay. bit when it went up. That's the thing. So Fine. You're, okay. you're, you're absolutely right. That's another reason yeah. why you can pick a hole in that methodology of thinking. And uh, yeah, like I say, it's, uh, someone explained it to me really I read something really nice once that it's basically a constant battle against your emotions and even how, no matter how good you get they're always still there and you just have to keep on top of them or keep reminding yourself about your principles and your rules another nice way of putting it Zay, thank you so much for taking some time out of your evening to talk to everybody in Dentist Who Invest tonight I've learned a lot hopefully everybody else who's listening uh, has as well I hope you've enjoyed yourself no, I have, mate. And actually, it's it, it's great having this forum because then it's quite nice what I've read and what I've taken from those books. Someone else is sort of confirming it. And 
And I think as as dentists, when we go through dental school, you've got someone telling you yeah, that's the right thing to do or, or what have you. When you go in big wide world, sometimes you just think, am I, am I doing the right thing? And it's quite nice to have that. I think hopefully a lot of the listeners will kind of get that as well and go, oh yeah, no, I, I, I get that as well. So I think it's, and that's what we're here for. We're there to sort of um, support each other through it all. And uh, like I said, I think you've done a great job with the group and stuff. And um, yeah, I kind of wish I had that group, um, you know, when I when I uh, graduated and I know. had those, uh, you know, I just pass ideas off and stuff. Hard to believe there was no community like this in dentistry before. But yeah. no, it's an absolutely wonderful thing. And I hope lots of people learn. And I definitely learn things as well, 100%. And absolutely, it's nice to just chuck stuff out there um maybe stuff that you've kind of formed as a concept in your own head and have that positive yeah. feedback back from other people that's helpful 100 percent. definitely cool right i'm gonna wrap up now zed anything you'd like to say as a closing remark no i think i think that's everything you know um i'm on facebook i'm on you know um anyone give me questions or contact me or whatever and that's fine um, i'm more than happy to um you know discuss anything further um in one of the threads if need be so uh yeah just let me know if that's the case and if i get a lot of people asking the same thing i'll, I'll put a thread on there to try and kind of show my views but um yeah that's everything wonderful okay cool we'll wrap up then in that case thank you so much for your time there i hope we speak very soon uh, yeah cheers mate thank you if you enjoyed this podcast please hit follow or subscribe so you can stay up to date with information on new podcasts which are released weekly Please also feel free to leave a positive review so others can learn about this podcast and benefit from it. I would also encourage any fans of the podcast to sign up to the free Facebook community from which the podcast originated. Please search Dentists Who Invest on Facebook and hit join to become part of a community of thousands of other dentists interested in improving their finances, well-being and investing knowledge. Looking forward to seeing you on there.